0: Hello everyone, I am Jordan Hall and you are listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast presented by Great Railing. The Flyers are done with October, they're going into November 5-2-1. They're coming off a week in which they had a win over the Panthers and an overtime loss to the Hurricanes. Now they hit the road for three straight. So as the calendar turns to November, we're going to look at our latest three takeaways on the Flyers and this 5-2-1 start. So my first takeaway is it's 5-2 and 1 again. The Flyers have actually started 5-2 and 1 through their first 8 games, three straight years now. They did it in 2020 21 they also did it in 2021-22, and here we are again, 5-2 and 1. So a nice little start for the Flyers, and I think it has a lot of people thinking, here we go again. Do, should, should we fear the worst with the Flyers given that they've had these okay starts? and the previous two seasons did not end well. I don't think you need to fear the worst. You don't need to think, here we go again. Uh, While the Flyers did not do well at the end of 2021, and also the 2021-22 season, it doesn't have to mean that it's going to happen again this season. And and my point being is, the last two seasons, there were legitimate reasons for why those seasons went awry for the Flyers. In 2020-21, Uh, That was the COVID year. That was 56-game season where it was truly unique for everyone. Some teams handled it better. Some teams did not. And the Flyers did not handle it well whatsoever. They've admitted that, and that is a fact. They did not handle COVID well. But that was just a weird, unique season. One, it's only 56 games. You have less runway. The schedule was incredibly crammed. There was hardly ever any practice time. And if you got COVID, you were missing 14 days in a row where you're not even getting on the ice. And then suddenly you're jumping right back in the lineup. And it was a weird year. So weird that the Flyers had 25 wins. They had more wins than the Canadians, who actually went to the Stanley Cup final that year. It just shows you how weird the year was uh, and that there was a lot of different circumstances that made the season play out the way it did. The Flyers did not handle COVID well. Uh, This year, a a regular 82-game season, there's a new head coach, a lot more normalcy. So I think the Flyers are bound to catch a little more breaks than they did that 2020-21 season. And we all know what happened in 2021-22. The season was derailed by injuries. They fired their head coach in December. And really from about March on, they had a, a, a an ever-changing lineup with kids coming up, guys getting auditions. Um, the season went awry probably in about January. But from March on, it was full-on audition mode where they, they're having guys in the lineup that haven't played NHL games, and uh, the focus was fully on the next season. So they did lose 57 games, and they deserved to. That's what happened. But uh, the point being, the Flyers, I don't think, were really trying to win from March on, even probably from February on. I think really the, the focus shifted on next year. and uh, So this year, I think, can be different. I don't think you need to say, well – They've started five two and one before, and you know this is just a fluke start like like the previous two. I, I do think there are reasons to believe they can be more competitive this season. That five two and one can be an indicator that they will be more competitive. You have a new head coach in John Tortorella, uh, a, a coach that guys are buying in for. They want to play for him. Uh, he has a history of getting teams to build a foundation and and start new and and build from there. So. They have wins over the Lightning and Panthers. They took the Hurricanes to overtime. I think there are a lot of good things in October that they can build on and that it's not just a fluke. Uh, I'm not saying they're going to contend for the Stanley Cup. I am not saying they're going to win the Metropolitan Division. I'm not even saying they're going to be a playoff team. But I do think there are reasons to believe 5-2-1 is not going to be the same case as the previous two seasons. Uh, There are things here that I think Flyers fans can see and believe in and and possibly think that this could be the start of something better moving forward. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura, and now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Flyers Talk is brought to you by Great Railing. Stopping the Great Railing for the highest quality and lowest prices on all your railing, decking, and fencing needs. So my takeaway number two is, man, how important is Carter Hart? Uh, He's showing that the team maybe doesn't need the most talent in the world. Uh, I think when you have a young goalie where the sky's the limit and you have a head coach like John Tortorella, you don't always need the most talent. You don't need a roster rich with goal-scoring You don't need the best star in the world. Um, You don't need point producing machines. You can get a good team, a collective effort in front of a really good goalie with a good head coach and win hockey games. And I think Carter Hart is showing he is the future. He's the present, but he's definitely the future. He's only 24 years old and you're seeing what he can do, I think, with a very good head coach and more effort, more sound play in front of him. He's 5-0-1. He just picked up his first loss in that overtime game against the Hurricanes. Uh, He's been dynamite, and I think he's showing management and the Flyers that they can build around him. You don't need to go out and get the splashiest of moves to supplement this team. You can win with a very good goaltender and a strong head coach. So Hart is really showing you just how important he is to this team. He's by far the most important player to this Flyers team moving forward. Uh, We saw it in October, and that's going to be the case this year. He needs to stay healthy, um, and the Flyers need to help him. But when they help him, when they give him a chance to stop the puck, you're seeing what he can do. Uh, He's been one of the best goalies in the league so far through the first month of the season, and he's only 24. But I think he's really reestablishing himself. You're seeing the Carter Hart from 2019-20, from his rookie year, where you were looking at him and saying, "Wow, this this kid could be something." So Carter Hart is an important player to the Flyers, and it's really showing that you can build around the goalie with with good structure, with guys that play hard, that want to that want to defend and want to help the goalie. As we all know, the Flyers do not have a roster. Uh, littered with goal scorers or superstar talent. It's a big reason why everyone doubted them going into the year. It's a big reason why there wasn't outside expectations for the team is because they didn't have a loud offseason. Uh, a lot of people criticized the offseason, justifiably so, but everyone knew that if Carter Hart was healthy and could rebound with a coach, with a coach like John Tortorella, they could be more competitive. We're seeing a more competitive team. 5 2 and one shows it. Uh, they have a long way to go. John Tortorella has said how much they have to grow and how much they need to get better. Uh, this is not a team that's, you know, has it all right right now. They have a long way to go. But again, long story short, you're seeing what you what you can do, how much more competitive you can be when you have a a, a good player at the most important position, and you have a coach like John Tortorella who wants to make life easier on the goal. And my third and final takeaway is how about the fourth line? Uh, If the Flyers get more efforts like they did against the Hurricanes, where you get two goals from your fourth line and you score a power play goal, you're going to win more often than not. I think that's a promising sign. Everyone knows the Flyers need to score by committee. John Tortorella has admitted that. He has admitted that this team is not rich with goal scoring. But if they score by committee, uh, they can be more competitive. And scoring by committee is getting two goals from your fourth line. If, If you get two goals from your fourth line, you should win more often than not. John Tortorella said that's really what sucked about last game, uh, the, the the overtime loss to the Hurricanes is that they got two goals from their fourth line, they got one on the power play, and they still find a way to lose. Uh, they they relinquished the one goal lead with just over two minutes left to Carolina, and then lost in overtime. They actually rallied again from two goals down. So the good signs are that they're not they're never out of a game. They're playing hard when they're down. They've fallen down a lot, and that to me is a little concerning. You can't consistently fall down to nothing. They've done it a lot now, but they are staying in games. They're competing. They're not getting blown out, and um, and they're getting some production now from from bottom six guys, from guys that uh, weren't h- highly touted. And when you have a really quality fourth line and you produce on the power play, you have a chance. So the Flyers are getting some nice signs from their power play, and they have a, I think, a fourth line that can maybe be an identity line. It's Lucas Sedlak was such an under-the-radar acquisition. You need to see more from him, but he's a fourth-line center that is quick. He plays hard. He knows John Tortorella, um, and there's some offensive flash there. He looked really good against the Hurricanes. Nick Delorie scored and had two points in that game against the Hurricanes, and then Wade Allison is a kid playing on their fourth line right now. I think he's a guy that could climb, but he's a guy really with probably top-six scoring potential but he plays with that fourth line bottom six motor. So I think there's a lot to like with the depth here, especially if the Flyers get healthier. So again, more, more performances by that fourth line and power play production. uh, You're going to give yourself a chance and you, you saw it. The Flyers gave themselves a chance to come back because they got secondary scoring. They put a goal in the net on the power play, which they had, they did not do last year. And it gave them a really, really good chance to win a game against a quality hockey team. So you have to give some credit to John Tortorello. Uh, the Flyers are 5-2-1-1, just like they were the past two seasons. But look what John Tortorello is doing it with. He's doing it with without Cam Atkinson, who was second on their team in goal-scoring last year. He's now doing it without James Van Riemsdyk, who broke his finger. James Van Riemsdyk led the team in goal-scoring last year. He's doing it without Sean Couturier, his first-line center. And he's doing it with a team that was a mess last year at the end of the year. No identity, 57 losses, and the team comes out and they have a nice little October. So a lot more to go for the Flyers, but there are positive signs and I think signs that you can build on if you're the Flyers and if you're fans looking for for hope and optimism. But those are my three takeaways on the Flyers as they head into November. Three straight road games now, so we're going to continue to learn more about this team. But so far, a nice start. We're going to have so much more to cover here on Flyers Talk. A big thank you to Ben Berry, our podcast producer and guru, for always being flexible with my time, our time. And Flyers fans, of course, as always, thank you for listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast presented by Great Round. Wherever you get your podcast, please rate and listen, and we can't wait to talk to you next time. How powerful is Cox Internet?